You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <clears throat> Excellent. That's like it canceled uh, in the first episode of 2023. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say, you want to know what's really funny is Arsenal finally looking like they're in control of the league and then completely shitting their pants in the first match of Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a um, in-the-shadows version of the Touchline Media Group, because, well, you know what we're going to talk about. I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and uh, hopefully Swoveralls. We're still waiting on them to return our text messages, uh, and by text messages, I mean tweets. Um, yeah. we are joined by panelist and all around good guy, Kevin Case. Um, you can find him in, uh, the, the slopes of, of, uh, the Rockies, um, where it's cold. I, I don't think we're sponsored by Coors, but you know, we can try. We could be. Could who's be. Fault that be? Co- yeah. Whose fault is that Coors Light? Yeah. yeah. Or Banquet. We're good with Banquet, I think. I think that's more of our speed if we're being yeah. honest here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to call out Miller Light. I'm going to call out, uh, Highlight. Because High Life is definitely more of our speed. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, so first things first, uh, dear listener, if you're not aware, um, now former, I guess. Uh, not officially team, yet, right? Well, he never. He, they never officially announced that he was renewed. So his contract ran up on December 31st of last year. Um, okay, so he, yes, officially, as uh, of now, as former. Of former. Uh, U.S. soccer manager, men's soccer manager, Greg Berhalter, came out with uh, his first tweet, which was a statement regarding, um, well, a couple things. And then U.S. soccer uh, followed up. So I want to be very clear about something uh, before we get into the uh, jokes that are coming. I promise you they're coming. Um, Domestic violence is never funny. 
the, the underlying action that Greg Berhalter admitted to, which is as a professional soccer player kicking his wife. So like, there was a lot of like, oh, well, he just kicked her. Well, he's a soccer player. Like they have, they have some power with that. That's like a boxer punching someone. Um, yeah. So it's not okay. It's never okay. Joking about domestic violence is not okay. And our thoughts, I mean, at least mine are like, I do not feel good for, for Greg Berhalter's wife, Rosalind. Um, having to go through this in public 30 years later, like it's, it's something that like, by all accounts, like I'm not a therapist, I don't know, but by all accounts, like this is like one of the worst things you can do to someone. Um, oh, by the way, we should probably talk about the other terrible thing that's happened in the last 24 hours because time is meaningless at this point. But as a football podcast, we should also mention that our prayers are with Damar Hamlin. Um, and, uh, I want to really like give a thumbs up to the football community, for um like giving 4.5 million dollars to his charitable organization um that was pretty much pretty much everybody in that story except for the nfl brass deserves we will be talking about we will be talking about the nfl brass on the second half of this episode because there's stuff to talk about there but give me five minutes um so let's let's talk a little bit about the greg berhalter blackmail thing because there are two aspects of the story right one is the underlying facts about domestic violence, which are never funny and never okay. And it wasn't okay in 1991, but they seem to have, you know, worked it out and great. And they seem to have a happy life together. I'm I'm very happy for them. The second part of this is that somebody decided to blackmail Greg Berhalter after the World Cup, which means they weren't looking for money. They weren't looking for money. You are talking about a super fan. We, We have watched a number of movies about this. One of them is called Swim Fan. Uh, the other <laughs> one is called The Fan. Um, both of them are good for different a little reasons. on the nose. Yeah. Uh, uh, Celtic pride, a little bit similar. Um, so I, I think it's go- actually close. <laughs> it might be the closest, um, which, uh, by the way, dear listener, if you have not seen the movie Celtic pride, um, watch it now, like pause this podcast, go watch it, come back. Um, because it is a phenomenal, phenomenal bit of mid nineties cinema. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Who's the other one? Daniel Stern, um, a Wayne's brother, it's but just, not the one you no, think. No, I think I think it's the Wayne's dad. Damon Wayne. Oh, it's Damon Wayne's, not dad cousin or something. Um, yeah. And a cameo from a FBS current FBS head coach. Oh, and Shooter McGavin is in it. Yeah. Anyways, great film. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> does wonderful things. Daniel Stern, great things. Um, that was in like Dan Aykroyd's like 10 year, I'm going to see what I can get away with phase. And oh, he yeah. just kind of, uh, turned out not a lot, but all I, right, whatever. I mean, it's, it's great. Daniel Stern. I, I do actually want to take this opportunity to give. Daniel oh my Stern God. Judd Apatow wrote this. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, everybody at some point or another is some version of Bill Simmons. And this was Judd Apatow's Bill Simmons phase. Yeah. Um, so uh obviously the the uh blackmailing a coach after the World Cup to get him to step down is some crazy shit. And so I want to go through and discuss the the likely suspects. We're gonna do this usual suspect style. We're gonna Amazing. go through, we're gonna go through, we're gonna talk about various uh uh barbershop quartets in Skokie, Illinois, et cetera, et cetera. I, hold on. 
no, that's not a joke. That's going to, that's going to land. That's fine. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, so, okay. So the first, the clubhouse leader in the blackmail potential is Giorena's mom, because that is how soccer works. (laughs) That's not the clubhouse leader, but honestly, that is definitely the funniest outcome. Uh, Because according to Greg's statement, also let's, can we, one of the funniest parts of this, this entire thing is that Greg Berhalter made a Twitter specifically to release this statement, and as far as I'm aware, has done nothing else with it. So, number one, that's pretty funny. He, he put number up a two, hold on, no, no, this is important. He put up a Twitter uh, header picture, and it included Jesus Ferreira as the nine. Um, so you can take that however you want. Um, he follows out. one person on Twitter, and it's Giorena. <laughs> But also, very funny that, you know, he made a Twitter to make this statement. He made absolutely no attempts to make to get that Twitter verified before making the statement. Uh, I saw multiple people being like, oh, yeah, like we had to verify this with so and so to make sure that this was is actually Greg. Uh, And the other thing is somehow there was still the Twitter handle is his name underscore. So somehow, despite all of the craziness in USMNT Twitter, somebody hadn't already taken that Twitter handle. I assumed every permanation of Greg Berhalter had been taken for at least four years, and apparently I was wrong. Well, you got to remember that usually the type of person who would take that type of Twitter handle would uh, append sucks at the end. Or out. Sometimes that's just a given, though. Right. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's break down sort of the idea here that we have, um, a, a mom, uh, Gio Reyna's mom, um, because, uh, per, per the, the, the sources, uh, Rosalind, uh, Berhalter and Gio Reyna's mom, uh, were roommates in college. So who would know this event? Who would have the, the motive? Who well, wants Greg so- Berhalter out? I'm just saying. From Greg's own statement, uh, Rosalind, his his wife, discussed that with family and friends. And also, this comes back to another point later, but like Berhalter also suggested he discussed with his family and friends at the time and that they were all aware of it. And again, we have already put forth the fact that Claudio Reyna and Greg Berhalter, close friends were maybe close friends. I don't know that we can confidently say are good friends. Uh, pending I, an Alst- Alton and Bird investigation. <laughs> I am more yeah, I am more <laughs> confident that well based on based on other Twitter uh clues where somebody claimed that uh, or somebody said that um if you remember correctly Jay Berhalter is the one that hired his brother as the USMNT head coach from USSF and somebody referred to him as his brother at the time, which I've already stated, is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Like, they just mutually agreed to part ways. We are no longer brothers. I don't... There's, like, not a divorce for brothers. You can't just do that. Um... I feel like you can, but in order to do so, you have to pull a scar in Lion King. You can do it emotionally, just no, not, you like... No, can, you can do it... You can do it physically. Uh, it's just... You know, murder. But one Again, of them has to be dead. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Lion King recently. My my children <laughs> have decided that that is the movie that they love most because it has a lot of animals. Um, they like animals. They're 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 almost three. That's what uh, three year olds like animals. 
Um, so, uh, yes. So Jay Berhalter, Greg Berhalter's brother at the time, was aware of this per the statement, which means that U.S. Soccer Federation was aware of this at the time per the statement, which means uh, for those of you who don't want to get into to law, you can just skip ahead for probably a minute. But oh, you're going to want to listen to this. This is, this is $500 an hour. <laughs> Uh, that's true. insight and knowledge. Yeah. Drop Im- imputed knowledge to an employer is when perhaps an executive or a boss is aware of something and does not act on it to resolve such an issue. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, what's the issue? Well, the issue is, is that you have imputed knowledge of domestic violence of your head coach during a massive fight with your women's team. Um, and at some point, Probably somebody should have been like, hey, uh, guys, wait a minute. Uh, so if I'm not really sure who would benefit in such a situation. Um, Qui bono. Qui bono. But that brings us back to the Reynas. Who benefits more? Who benefits more from Greg Berhalter going out than Gio Reyna? Uh, Pepe. Ricardo I mean, John, Pepe. John Brooks, which is John Brooks. second option. Brings us to our second option, John Brooks. John Brooks. <laughs> John, so, so okay. So listeners, gonna... he did not share the he, he did not share his <laughs> rank order. Uh, so the, I'm hearing these for the first time. I, I see. I I read the tweet previously about Geo's mo- mom being roommates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Again, all rumors. This is not confirmatory. Do not expect no, John rumor, Brooks. You can you can verify that there are. Oh like, no no no! I guess it, this is it is rumors that she is the person who was doing this. That that that's has not rumor. been confirmed. That yes, we, that, that, that's a rumor that we choose to believe. But like they were teammates on UNC's women's soccer team in 1991. That is confirmed. We, that we is confirmed. But the the point of of me interrupting Ace is I did not expect John Brooks off the top rope for for contestant number two. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'm saying. Okay, who has who has been hurt? most by Greg Berhold relative to their situation. John Brooks was a locked-in starter for the U.S. Men's National Team and a locked-in starter for a Champions League team. Since Greg Berhalter kicked him off of the team for probably personal reasons, but we still don't know. We still don't have that that book. Um, Since then, John Brooks has moved to a different club to try to play a high line, lost any ability to play has not played for the U S men's national team. And now is in obscurity in Portugal. Granted, there are worse places to be in, in obscurity. Um, no, 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 that's, I understand that. But I think that John Brooks has a lot, a lot to gain from, uh, Greg Berhalter, uh, being out. Um, what are your thoughts on John Brooks, uh, a pench- potentially being the blackmail or, I mean, sorry, out of all- allegedly, <laughs> out, of, out of all allegedly out of all former USMNT uh, players I believe we have now named the two most the two pettiest uh Gio Reyna and John Brooks just so, wait until you get to number four on my list I'm trying I to think of who else is pettier I can see Matt Miazga doing this in a weird way I don't know if that's number four on your list he's number five actually okay. I have a list of five and you've named four. so far we've got four out of five Nice. Wait, we've got four. Yep. Who's the fourth? Four. Uh, the Reina Pepe. family. No, we Brooks, said that. Brooks, Miazga, and um, Reina. 
and Reyna. Oh, that's three. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I said Ricardo Pepe, but I guess that's not one of them. No, no, he's too young, and he's 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 got too much else going on. Uh, so I mean, it's guys that were like competing for spots, then ultimately missed out. So, uh, what's his face? Uh, Theosin. Uh, Pifok. Pifok. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be Pifok. Uh, I don't think so because I think that he is having such a successful club career since switching to America that like he he doesn't really benefit all that much. Okay. Um, uh, he, well. he, he did. I, I don't, I mean, obviously I didn't know to track the guy's career prior to him getting on the, the radar of the U S but it feels like he did kind of experience a bit of a, like a springboard. Like it, it's been talked about, or I've heard people describe this idea that, Oh, you know, getting call-ins for, you know, it, it for international camps means something and it raises your profile. I've always kind of thought that that's like really weird. I put it in the same bucket as like how people will like greatly overvalue world cup performances in determining like a player's transfer value. We have these like incredibly large sample sizes of who a player is with their club team. And they're like, Oh, P Fox scored two goals for the U S against like El Salvador. Like we should give him a look. It's worked for him obviously, but I just thought it was like a strange thing um, for him to experience. Just yeah, because so, the U.S. was like, "Oh, hey, sure, we don't have a striker." So All right, wait, I got, I got two more, but I'm going to lump them together because I think that both of them have the same motivation. Uh, Bruce Arena and Michael Bradley Senior. Uh, Bob want, Bradley is the Bob name Bradley. Of Michael Bradley Senior. And whatever, no, I, no, they so, just want the job. They want the job back. So I have Jesse Marsh. <laughs> no. So John Brooks is is option number two for me. For three, I'm going to go with. Insert your favorite uh, Burhalter out YouTuber who 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 somehow no, learned something fair. in the bar. Yep, that's I know. Four, four, I've already said was uh, Matt Miazga, right? You said he was five. Okay, so four. I I I just I I I have my list here. Four is Jesse Zardes. Now you're going to say to yourself, how would Jesse Zardes know no. this? How would he know? I say why? Yeah, why? He Ooh. seems like such a wholesome, nice guy. Guess who Jesse's artist played with? Guess who he played with in 2020 at around the time he lost his job with the U.S. men's national team? Where, where was Arena. Nope, Kevin. Where was where was Jesse's artist playing in 2020? Oh, wasn't he a right back for LA Galaxy? Nope, yeah. he was on. Columbus. Oh, are you talking about when? Oh, he was was he at the crew already banging in like he 20 was, goals a year? He was at yeah. the crew banging in goals 20 years. 20 uh 20 goals a year and who <laughs> pray tell played on that team was it sebastian burhalter oh, oh. <laughs> now maybe <laughs> this is like the the they're always sunny in philadelphia charlie yes. with everything yes. else. I, I may have referenced that before on the podcast <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing Sylvia. this is going insane just saying that. It makes sense that they would have become friendly. But why? Um, okay, so then why would you? Why would you only uh, narrow it down to Justice Artist? Wouldn't that then incriminate the entire 2020 Columbus crew? I mean, do you want to go through the list of relevant persons? We can. Let's do it. Okay. Now, <laughs> on this team, amongst the relevant relevant players, right? So you you can so talk had- about. 
it has to be somebody on the 2020 Columbus crew who has who has the potential for like high caliber USMNT play. Correct. So on that list, you've got uh, John Johnson. No, you've got using the fire. I would say the 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 only the only defender who's who's of relevance is uh, Abubakar Keita, who's who is nineteen at the time. Mm. He was not he was not a relevant person. Um, amongst your forwards, the only American forward was in fact Jazzy Zardes. And then you get to the midfield. You get to the midfield. Okay, let's talk about the midfielders because I'm going to give you a name that you're going to be like, oh, it could have been him, but I'm going to explain to you why it wasn't, okay? Okay. All right. So first things first, Aiden Morris, not him. He's he's good with the with the U.S. men's national team setup. He, he's been seen as maybe the sixth of the future. All good. We've got, obviously, Sebastian Berhalter. Uh, we've got uh, Fatai Alashi, who I don't know who that is. Um, and it appears that Kevin has... Uh, Named it in the chat. <laughs> I purposely put it in chat because I didn't want to interrupt. Like what Darlington you're doing, Goddamn. Nagby, Darlington Nagby. You think might be the guy, but he's not, and I'll tell you why. I'm gonna explain. He's not why. that dude. He is that dude, but he's not. He does not care about the U.S. men's national team at all. Yeah, so, so he's not that dude, right? Now, Hill Hill. There, there is a a, a a possibility here that that we we've got this all wrong, right? That it's not actually the 2020 crew that was the source of the problem, but it was in fact the sleeper agent who you guys haven't even thought of yet. Where does Sebastian Berhalter play right now, my friends? I don't know. You can't ask these questions without prepping us. Yeah. The answer is the answer is Vancouver Whitecaps. Now, now, my friends, who is the starting striker for the Vancouver Whitecaps? Uh, Cavallini, Mr. Brian White. Oh, that's right. Shoot, I forgot yeah. that when Cavallini got hurt, Brian White was like the... banging in goals. Oh, and, yeah, he was Vancouver, a shout for the national yeah, team, and back. Vancouver kept saying, Call him up, Greg, call him mm, up, Greg, right. call him up, Greg, and Greg never called him up. So now you got Brian White hanging out in Vancouver <laughs> saying to himself, What the hell? This is unhinged. <laughs> I'm gonna talk. This is, to the, guy this is the kind of content we're bringing you in 2023. Also, Burholder with hair, very weird. Yeah, super weird. But you go, you go back to 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 your 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 club, and you say to yourself, I, "I'm not getting a shout for the for the national team." Greg's not calling me up. I'm gonna talk to his kid. I'm gonna talk to his kid, Sebastian. What's going on? And Sebastian, you know, he's, at this point, he's 21. You know, so, so Brian says, Hey, let's go out for a drink. You know, they go out for a drink. Maybe, maybe Sebastian gets a little chatty and suddenly bam, Brian White undermining the entire structure of the U S men's national team. Who says no? Uh, (laughs) Brian White. I don't even know who to. I'm more inclined to believe that some, if we, (laughs) if we did like a a deep dive of Twitter analytics to see who has, this is a, this is a super fan. We could do a deep dive and find who's, who's, who's the most vocal Burhalter out we can find. I think, I think it's likely that, I mean, I know who I think it is. Yeah. I I know who I think I would think it is um, based on uh, vitriol. um, I don't think it's fan oh i i actually 100 percent think it's a fan i think i think it, that that um it's somebody who um how would they've gotten that information yeah 
Right. So it's somebody from New Jersey. And uh, uh, like you learn things through like. Or Chapel Hill. Or Chapel Hill, but probably New Jersey. Um, and you, you sort of, you hear it around the way, you hear a story, blah, blah, blah. You follow up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's not like it wasn't known, right? Like, like, like he, they, they had told their relative, you know, their relatives and friends. So it's not like Allegedly. this was like an alleged. Well, per per the statement, I mean, argument, uh, statement against interest here, right? Like, like you can, you that's not here. I understand what you, I understand what you're saying, but there's interest. also, but there's also been like, well, but then that comes back to, I mean, if that if that is in fact true, then uh, Jay Berhalter probably uh, should start looking for a new job. Uh, Jay Berhalter is fine. The entire thing's a clusterfuck. But the point is, is that I think that it's a super fan. I think it's a random person who we've never heard of, who's played by Robert De Niro in a movie about Barry Bonds that's not about Barry Bonds. Again, if you haven't seen Celtic Pride, go see that. If you haven't seen The Fan, also very good. Is that Wesley Snipes? Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Wesley Snipes. Great film. Very uncomfortable uh, if you're a fan of sports um, for what should be obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But if, if, but, but I, the only other person who I who I who I would say is is Matt Miazga, just because I think that he he absolutely <laughs> could have had fifteen Amstel lights and said to himself, "Well, well, <laughs> um, why not?" Oh, just just so we all know, also the, the statement has made its way to Wikipedia. Oh, good. It's in his personal life section immediately following the fact that uh, his brother used to serve on the Federation board. Yeah. I'm sure that those things have nothing in common with each other. Um, the only other player who, who realistically we could uh, we could say is is a possibility here is um, is in 2021 uh, Sebastian Berhalter played in Austin, um, and so I think you gotta you gotta look through Austin and say nothing. There's nothing there. I'm I'm not seeing anything from Austin. Nick Lima could have oh. been Nick Lima. The, the anointed the, the when we were doing like the three yeah. two, two 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 he was the left back of the future he was and then just just cast aside it's a question i'm just I saying think... i'm just saying i'm gonna um, forward this podcast directly to the u.s soccer federation and just to, just to see <laughs> if we can get a, a, a snap reaction from them hold on hold Perfect, on guys yeah. hold on guys did you know that there is a goalkeeper in Austin who is cousins with Christian? Yes. No. Yeah. Will I knew that Pulisic. he existed. I didn't know what team that he plays. Will Polisic. Yeah. Hold on, guys. You want to get deep down? Will Polisic went to Duke. Sebastian Berhalter oh went my to God. UNC. They were both yes. on Austin FC in 2021. Will Polisic, age 24. Sebastian Berhalter, age 22. Probably were similar, you know, similar backgrounds, similar guys, both pretty close to, but not really part of the U.S. men's national team. Maybe they get to talking. Maybe Will sells something to his cousin. Maybe Christian has a vendetta. And he's just from the shadows, just making things, you know, puppet puppeteering. But if you want to know who's really behind the the curtain, <laughs> uh, you would probably have to go to a proper journalist. And do you know where you can find some proper journalists? Not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. 
UEFA Champions League soccer is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I think that we've we've certainly named the culprit at some point throughout the first half of that episode. Um, but are we willing to put our money down on a specific one? No, we are not. We, are not, no. we will take we'll take who we named versus the field, though. Yeah, I'm good with that, especially given the super fan, um, which seems to well, right? Yeah, we basically named everybody. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's how we are always correct. Kevin's <laughs> finally catching on. It's only been ever... eighteen months. Do we think there's a chance this will ever actually like come to light? Uh, I think like, that I think that absolutely it's going to come to light because they are absolutely going to press charges. That is a felony, sir. Oh, are they? You think? There's no way they don't. I mean, if you're he a great just, Berhalter. Yeah, the only reason not to is because then the information would become public. Well, he just made it public. He just took it out. out. <laughs> Um, Man, so what like, a what a terrible moment as a blackmailer! Like you, you think that you've got this, like you're in control, and all of a sudden there's just this this absolute power flip. You're like, oh nope, you're going to jail. Uh, yeah, it turns out doing felonies that you like don't do felonies. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are anti blackmail on this podcast. Anti blackmail, pro arson, but pro only arson. if it involves a donkey, usually. Um. So I, I think that that is sort of the the, the realistic outcome. Um, in ter- oh, so, hold on. Do you, you guys want to see this transition? Speaking of incompetent executives at sporting entities, let's Yay. talk about the NFL. Oh, boy. Let's talk about um, Roger Goodell. So again, first things I, first, we are not making light of the events that took place. The underlying events are not uh, to be joked about. Um, we, we really, truly hope that DeMar Hamlin uh, uh, recovers. Um, we hope that T. Higgins gets the uh, emotional support that he needs. People, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that mm-hmm. that it's really easy to miss that part of it. Um, that like yep. that's really difficult. Um, so, in light of that, and and also big shout out to both the players on the Bills and Bengals and the coaches Taylor and 
uh, McDermott because they handled it yep. properly. Let's talk about some folks who didn't handle it properly, shall we? Yeah. Um, so according to the reporting of Joe Buck, who um, you may know from being uh, a baseball commentator, you may know him from um, Rockmire, where he is the best character in that show. <laughs> or from his dad. Uh, also a baseball commentator. Sure. Um, or also, from his uncle. Who's his uncle? Who's his uncle? Uncle Buck. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a twofer. twofer. Yeah, you got both of us there. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, he said that the NFL was giving the players five minutes to um, to warm up. Troy Vincent, who you may remember from the uh, Terrell Owens uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, but also as the executive vice president of player personnel at uh, the uh, NFL. Um, yeah. He came out and said, we never said that, never even contemplated it. Here's the problem. There are two feeds of Monday Night Football. Yep. There's the one in English, which was Joe Buck saying there's five minutes and he maintained that. And when someone asked him where he got it, he said, my producer who got it from the NFL. I don't know. I, I just say things. Uh, the problem is, the problem is, is that there was a second feed. ESPN Deportes also said that there was cinco minutos. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that this is a grand conspiracy. I think that this is No, nope, a... the NFL just did the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also, no, apparently there's also a third feed too, because I don't know if you watched SVP when they finally got to him last night, because, you know, SVP had had got called to action like two hours earlier than he thought he was going to. Um, but he was saying that somehow they have a different feed than the MNF than the MNF crew. So he was because that's how like he realized it was serious because they had the feed that was focused on the paramedics and the paramedics like immediately jumped into action, like grabbed the defibrillator and like, okay, it's time to go. And he's like, Oh, this is a real like this isn't a run of the mill injury. This is a real thing. So there's multiple different angles from which you can infer that the NFL was like, you guys got five minutes, start warming up. And then everybody else was like, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not going to, is, is probably a better way to put it. Um, that too. So, so, you know, shout out to the NFL uh, for sucking at all turns, always. Um, well, that's what they're good at. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's a funny thing there. It's like, what is the purpose of the NFL? And it's like, I don't really know. Like, what is the purpose of the NFL? Well, I mean, it is a uh, it's a tax exempt organization, right? So, oh, money laundering, right? Good call. <laughs> um, Why is most of the answers on this podcast money laundering? Money laundering, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it it, it 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 it's just like a very easy answer to a lot of the questions that we may or may not have. It's like, why does this thing happen? And it's like, well, it's one of two things. One, uh, it's money laundering. And two, it's the Jews. And we tend to avoid that answer on our conspiracy <laughs> theories. Um, Who's it? <laughs> Never mind. Whose answer is that? Uh, yeah, maybe Kyrie more. <laughs> Irving. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Kanye West. Uh, Apparently Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson usually blames the Jews. Donovan Edwards. Um uh let's see uh probably mo wagner i'm not sure we don't have any evidence i'm just i'm just saying you know like, so the, yeah. the nfl just does not have a good like 
it is an organization that that makes its employees incredibly wealthy, incredibly young. Like there's no like denying that. But in terms of like player safety, like I don't know where you go with this like practically. Like there's uh, no you go nowhere. They're not going right. to change anything. Right. Because they're it, Oh, it, I know where they go. I don't mean to cut you off, but I actually know how the NFL is going to deal with this. They're, I'm listening. Yeah, they're going to leak that DeMar Hamlin got the COVID vaccine and they're just going to push this. Oh my God. Yeah, no, no, no. That's totally what they're going to do. So it, it it was, I mean, obviously like the outcome of the hit is horrible, but like it, they have targeting. It, it It wasn't this like obvious thing that's going on in the game that's, that was, that made that hit more dangerous than anything else i don't know it, it's like a, it's yeah, a it bigger like i don't question. think it was it was a dangerous hit i think i right. think it was just it, it's just something stupid that happened but like it happens within like the lens of a sport that is like incredibly violent and has an incredible uh like uh incredibly high risk of, of serious injury like compare this to an Ericsson collapse that euros in 2020 the initial thing it, it was instantly known as like it is a medical complication and like there was a pre-existing condition when it happens in the nfl it's like even if there was a medical condition like how much of his life um just getting hit in the head and hit in the body like just the very nature of like what the guy does like would have contributed to that it's just yeah. like it's a totally different feel when someone has an injury like that in the NFL, where you wonder like how could this be prevented, um, and like I don't know how can you continue to like play the game in any way, shape, or form the way that it currently exists while keeping people safe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you do. I think that that anybody who sort of has like a realistic assessment of football and football fandom is like you just say, okay. Um, well, uh, this is part of the calculus the, of the game. This now. is part of the calculus of the it, game, and everybody is sort of more or less informed of it, the it, potential risks. In an even more like extreme example, if you look at like the sport of rock climbing or like mountaineering, extremely niche, very very little. Niche. Like there's like a handful of guys. Niche, 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 niche. <laughs> extremely, extremely. Uh, narrow scope of, of, of fandom and following. There's like three guys who have ever like monetized the thing for more than like, I don't know, gas money to the nearest crag. And the assumption of risk. The and, crag. Right. The assumption of risk and like the incredible rate of like serious injury and death in those sports is like astronomical. But if you talk to people who like participate in it or are very much like part of the like culture and the scene it, it, it's it's very much like known and understood it's a it's a weird thing to see um yeah i mean obviously like there's there's an assumption of risk there's uh an understanding of what you're doing but um more than that um you know fuck the nfl uh is, is really what i want to get back to here um yeah. Uh, dear listener, I want you to know this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because you know we've decided to become more silly and less serious on this podcast. Um, while we were recording, Kevin <laughs> was updating his LinkedIn. I just got to know. <laughs> now you might be asking, how do I know that he was updating his LinkedIn? Yeah, that's a good question. No, no, don't worry about that question. But uh, we, we, uh, we are, we are very uh, uh, proud of of our of our man for for his promotion. 
congratulations to Kevy Case on becoming, uh, I'm not going to say where you work because, you know. There you go. I was waiting to see if you're going to be dumb enough to do that. No, no. We, we've already learned about blackmail today, right? Like yep. you, you don't give out information on the internet um, or podcasts, I guess. Um, so I, I think uh, in terms of other things that happened today that we would want to talk about, um, I don't know. Jedi played well, I guess. I watched like half of that game. Uh, did you guys see Leicester against Liverpool the other day, by the way? Um, mm-hmm. They had one defender score two own goals, and both of them. Oh, I did see like, that. Uh, I saw highlights. It was, it. and they were like seven minutes apart. Yeah, no, no, no. It was bad. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw the highlights, but it was like, um, obviously, friend of the pod, uh, Graham, who's a Leicester fan, he texted me. He was like, "You will never see two dumber goals back to back in your life." And, and the, did this, you tell him I'm a Spurs fan? There, there's plenty of time left. Fair. Um, uh, Spurs Spurs are going through it at the moment. Antonio Conte sure had a pass, passive aggressive comment about maybe leaving. That was fun. Um, Great. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't know anything else uh, of of particular note that we wanted to uh, to touch on. Do we want to touch on Arsenal completely shitting the bed, or are we gonna let that one go? I mean, they they didn't lose, so there's only so much like shit talking I can do. Like they still got a point against the third team in the table. Like it, it's fine. It's an upside. It's a weird little, it feels like a World Cup year. There's just like teams and places you don't expect to see like in that table. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say it was a little fun watching uh, three different players in the Fulham Leicester game go off in the first half, like for like extended periods. One of them was a sub, two of them came back on. But like I, I texted friend of the pod, uh, Graham, saying like, yeah, it's almost like these guys uh, are not in game shape um, because they haven't played in two months which is like the longest they go without playing. Yeah, there's some weird – and then uh, Man United brought back uh, – what's his face? Lissandro Martinez, and he was not dressed. So I don't know, he, but he was like physically there, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Donnie Van de Beek finally played, promptly got hurt. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but, but all that is to say that uh, we uh, – I think that's all there is for now. Uh, obviously, dear listener, we are going to um, have some. Uh, we're, we're probably going to delay our football episode from Sunday to Tuesday because there's a game on Monday, and um, yeah, pretty yeah, important one, fairly important one. Oh, uh, actually, you know what? We will probably have a smaller episode on the Lions uh, on Sunday night, uh, for better or worse. You know, it's going to be for worse, dear listener. I know it's going to be <laughs> yeah. for worse, dear listener. But you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get to hear a whole bunch of people say, "Damn it!" Just so you know the it. the Rams are gonna win, and then we're gonna lose, the and Packers. we're gonna lose to the Packers. hundred oh, worst possible outcome. Yeah, no. So uh, my my wife grew up in Wisconsin, as she said, "My wife, <laughs> my wife." So my mother in law is also a, a Packer fan. She she invited me, <laughs> not my wife, to go to like a a Packer bar with her Sunday night to watch the game. And said that quote, "We'll either find a babysitter or else your wife is going to have to watch your child." And I'm like, I like your style, but also we both know that Green Bay's going to beat the Lions. Like, come the on, Lions just to mock you. She's biting you oh, literally to mock you. Yeah, no, 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 you, you, the Lions can't beat the Packers in Lambeau when it doesn't matter. 
Right. They lost. <laughs> hey, wasn't that the game when fair, like Flynn threw like yeah. five touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. A I don't think this the Packers are going to beat the Lions. Uh, I'm very confident the Lions will beat the Lions. Yeah. Oh, very oh, good yeah, point for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, like, like they'll probably like throw a first half pick six and then battle back and then throw a second half pick six and then battle yeah, back the and then. Or just a bunch of like dumb like false starts on game time field goals. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Or or maybe I see what I think is likely is that what is like the most lions way to lose this game? So an esoteric rule you've never heard of. Correct Amundo. Uh yeah. I don't know what it is because if I knew what it is, it would disqualify it from a possibility. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So uh I am very excited on Sunday night to talk about uh whether I'm here or not, maybe it might be other people, uh to talk about um what that is and and why why it happened um and why it made us sad and why it made us sad right now dear listener uh i am sad because i haven't eaten today uh so i've, I've i'm going to uh very very much uh, enjoy that so uh as always uh we thank our panelist kevy case you can find him on reddit but you haven't and that's a failure of you dear listener like you need to do that uh you can find my yeah. co-host uh napoleon greg at mr Marjorie rising 89 you can find me at TLSTDS or at Diamonds Esquire. Um, special thank you to Instagram for hosting our Bible quote of the day. Uh, today is uh, Ezekiel 2517. So go I check knew that that's out. where you're going to go with that. I was going to go Joshua 19, but I decided to go for the joke instead. Um, I'll be, uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your uh, local uh, Red Wing supporter. I guess. I don't know. We talk about a hockey every now and then. Um, but obviously, dear listener, we couldn't, wouldn't do this uh, without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.